0: to take a moment uh, as we begin uh, to offer a prayer for our Muslim brothers and sisters in New Zealand who, uh, as they gathered to worship this week, uh, faced what is uh, a nightmare and a terror. And when we gather in this space, we come and we feel safe. And we are. And so I, as, uh, as one who mourns with them, for their loss, and as one who's mindful of our space, would invite you just to be in prayer with me for them this day. Lord, we're grateful to have a place to come to freely worship you. And we pray today for our brothers and sisters, our Muslim brothers and sisters in New Zealand, as they live in the midst of the grief and the horror of the events of this week. I pray for the victims and their families and friends, and for that community that has been rocked in such a terrible way. That you being God of us all would comfort them, would pour out your grace upon them, and that the body of Christ there and present would extend your love and mercy in whatever ways we can. As we gather to hear your word to us today, may our hearts be open and our ears open that not only would we hear your word, but that we would receive your word to us and let it take hold of us and transform us. And I pray, O Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I wonder uh, who or what you follow. We all follow someone. We all follow something. It's easier now than ever with the internet and and with the availability of media. You can uh, follow people and groups on Facebook and on Twitter. You can uh, follow the fashion industry. I've never quite understood that, but I understand that there are people who follow the fashion trends and industry. You can follow the stock stock market. You can uh, follow your favorite author, or speaker, or blogger. There's, there's so many uh, ways in which we say that we follow someone or something else. Uh, maybe it is that you follow your co-workers, or your boss, or your, your family, or your friends. I wonder if you thought about what you follow, or who you follow, how you would answer that. I wonder what it is that influences your life, that, that entices you to follow them. And and there's nothing inherently good or bad in any of those things at all. It's our human nature, I think, to follow something. The challenge for us as people of faith is when we become so focused on following another person or, or an event or a trend that we miss that Jesus might be inviting us to follow him differently than whatever it is that we're following. When you think about who or what you follow in your day-to-day living, and then think about how you follow Jesus, are those aligned or are those not quite connected? In this season of Lent, it's a a great time for us to reflect not only on what it means to to follow Jesus, but to, to really think about how we live that out, to to learn and remember who Jesus is and what Jesus did and how Jesus lived. We're going to follow Jesus through this season of Lent all the way into Holy Week and into betrayal and suffering and death. But we know that death isn't the end of the story for Jesus and it's not the end of our story. So, we can boldly and with great confidence consider how it is that we do follow Jesus because we know that that Easter is coming. We know there's resurrection. We know that this this journey that we're on, no matter how uh, revealing or hard or painful it may be for us, we know that it's a journey to hope because it's a journey to life. But the only way to get there is to follow Jesus there. And so we look at that tonight, what it means uh, uh, to receive the call to follow. Jesus' ministry begins, you can read in any of the Gospels, particularly the synoptic Gospels, Matthew and and Mark and Luke, about this order of events in Jesus' life and ministry. (laughs) Now after John, John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The time is fulfilled, the time is now. The kingdom of God has come near, come near in time and in space. The kingdom of God for us certainly is something that is both now and not yet. But if we only focus on what's not yet, we miss that the kingdom of God is here and now with us. And Jesus says, repent and believe in the good news. Repent that the word in Greek is metanoia. It literally means to turn around, to change your mind, to go in a different direction. And Jesus is saying, uh, all these ways that you've been following other things and other people, all these ways that you've been living your life, uh, perhaps unfaithfully, uh, repent of that. Believe the good news of who I am, that I I am the Messiah, I am the Savior, and I have come. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Immediately, Simon, Simon Peter, and Andrew Jesus said, follow, and they said, okay, I'm, I'm, on, I'm with you. James and John follow as well just as easily according to the, the scripture. They leave their family, they leave their home, they leave their livelihood and, and follow Jesus. Later in all of the gospels, um, in Luke and in Matthew in particular, there's a story of Jesus inviting others to follow that don't follow quite as immediately or quite as willingly. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, "'I will follow you wherever you go.' And Jesus said to him, "'Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, "'but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head.' To another he said, "'Follow me.' But he said, "'Lord, first let me go and bury my father.' But Jesus said to him, "'Let the dead bury their own dead. "'But as for you, "'go and proclaim the kingdom of God.' Another said, "'I will follow you, Lord.' But let me first say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. They, they were willing to follow. They just had some things they wanted to do first, things they needed to take care of first. It wasn't quite the immediate response of Simon, Peter and Andrew and James and John. I wonder what looks uh, more like your, your decision to follow Jesus. When Jesus says to to follow me, and and I think Jesus says to follow, invites us to follow him every day. There's a point in in our lives that we often experience as a moment of conversion where we've been really out doing things on our own and we recognize our need for Jesus and and we say we're going to follow Jesus. But then I think every day Jesus says, I want you to follow me today. I want you to follow me when you're at work, when you're at home. And sometimes, depending on what Jesus is asking us to do or where Jesus is asking us to go, we might be like Andrew and, like, and, and Peter and James and John. We might say, Fine, I'm, I'm with you. And other times, we might be a little more reluctant. The great thing about scriptures for me is that it speaks to each of us, and none of us is exactly the same. But Jesus' call to follow is for all of us. I want to follow Jesus. I think you would all say that if I asked. I I think that's one of the reasons that you're here. There's an underlying assumption that you are coming to this church, to this faith community because you want to follow Jesus. You probably wouldn't be here if there wasn't some part of you that has either already said yes to following Jesus or is trying to figure out what that means to follow Jesus. Somewhere along the way you have experienced God's love and grace. Uh, perhaps creating a turning point in your life. Perhaps you've experienced it in a way where, as I said before, you recognize that your life really wasn't going uh, the way that you believe God intended. And you realize in your brokenness and in your uh, humanity, and all of us are human. All of us sin and fall short of God's glory. We miss the mark of what God has set for us. Somewhere along the way, you realize that not only were you missing the mark, but there wasn't anything you could do to save yourself, that Jesus was that salvation. Jesus was the way. At some point, the Holy Spirit has uh, borne witness with your spirit that you belong to God and you want to follow Jesus. If that's true, if this premise is true that that we want to follow Jesus, then what gets in our way? For all of us, because. If you look at the world around us and if you look at the church in particular, the body of Christ who say that we are the body of Christ and and wanna follow Jesus, we're missing the mark in a lot of ways, right? So, So even our desire doesn't necessarily turn into action. To want to follow Jesus doesn't equal following Jesus. What gets in our way? I wanna follow Jesus, but There's always a, but it seems like there is always a, but I want to follow Jesus, but I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm too short or I'm too tall or I'm too shy or I'm too scared or I'm too busy or I'm too tired. I want to follow Jesus, but I'm not good enough or smart enough or ready enough. I don't know enough. I, I I'm not in the right place to do that. I'm not gentle enough. I'm not bold enough, whatever that is. I want to follow Jesus. But what if, what if Jesus asked me to sell everything that I have to follow him? Because honestly, I kind of like my stuff, right? Or what if, I I want to follow Jesus, but what if he asked me to go to Africa? I don't want to go to Africa. I want to follow Jesus, but but first, first let me get my life in order or let me get my relationships in order or my finances in order or first let, my, let me get my children grown and out of the house or uh, first, first let me finish up my career or, or first let me tie up some loose ends. Jesus says, follow me. <laughs> and we have a list of reasons why we want to. It's not that we don't want to, Jesus. But there are things that get in our way. It's totally understandable, really, because when Jesus asks us to follow, and really it's not a question, it's more of an imperative, follow me. When Jesus says that to us, it's an absolute demand. Follow me means leaving something or someone or someplace behind. And to obey that command or that imperative to follow Jesus means we walk into the unknown, unencumbered. Simon and Andrew and James and John literally left what they knew and followed Jesus into the unknown. To obey this imperative is to let go of where we've been and to listen and to learn and to be ready to serve and to go where he leads us. Those who followed Jesus, all of those who followed Jesus, their lives were changed and our lives will be too. If you don't want your life to be changed, then don't follow Jesus. Because following Jesus means that your life will be changed. Even going back to that repentance of the metanoia, changing your mind, changing your way. Following Jesus means that our lives will be changed. The cost for those first disciples and the cost for us is life as we currently know it. They left jobs and families, Maybe we don't have to leave jobs and families. In fact, it could be that Jesus wants you to follow him exactly where you are in your job and with your family, when in fact, it might be easier for, to, for you to follow Jesus if you could leave your job and leave your family. To follow Jesus isn't necessarily to leave job and family and location, but it does require us to leave something. We will have to leave what we know, and some of the things that we will have to leave in order to follow Jesus are these things. Apathy, our assumptions about God and about others, our bad attitudes, our complacency, our desire to go with the flow, our excuses, our feelings of inadequacy, our pride, Our tendency to put things and tasks and agendas over and above people and relationships. Our penchant for blaming others and pointing fingers. If you want to follow Jesus, you might not have to leave your job or your home or your family. But you've got to leave life as you know it. Life that might be the most comfortable for you. You've got to be willing to leave it and follow Jesus. We're so quick to blame other people for why we don't do the things Jesus asks us to do. Jesus, I know I know you, you tell me that I've got to forgive, but did you really did you see what they did to me? Jesus, I know that I'm I know that you I'm not supposed to lie, but everybody else does. Jesus, I know that, that you said I'm not supposed to commit adultery, but my spouse already did. Jesus, I know that you said to, to love the least, but don't you see that they're not even doing their share? You know, when, <clears throat> when I find myself blaming others or pointing fingers at others, I was just telling Jim one of the scriptures that I read a couple weeks ago was about... Uh, judging, right? To, to not judge the speck in someone else's eye while you've got the log in your own, right? When I'm pointing the finger at, at Jesus, I, I can almost hear Jesus say, I didn't ask you to follow them. I didn't ask you what they did. I'm asking you to follow me. I have to be willing to leave these things behind if I want to follow where Jesus leads. It's as simple and it is the most difficult thing, but really what we have to give up, what we have to leave is ourself. Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. To deny one's self, is to turn from whatever hinders us from following Jesus. It's not going to look the same for all of us. And it's not about beating ourselves up. To deny ourselves is not about beating ourselves up. It's not about thinking less of ourselves. It's really about thinking of ourselves less. It is not about not knowing ourselves, but it's about knowing ourselves in Jesus. We're not beating ourselves up, but we're giving ourselves up. It is to focus our attention and our energy and our hearts and our minds and our words and our actions on Jesus, to, to learn from him and to go where he leads. Most of us, very willingly say that Jesus is our Lord and our savior. That's not in question, but following Jesus is a different thing. Following Jesus is easy if it just means that we wear cross jewelry or we put a fish on our car or if we come to worship in a, a beautiful place or we pray before meals. It would be easy if that's what Jesus meant in saying follow me and, and I hate to break this to you, but that's not what Jesus meant. Following Jesus is not a destination and it's not an achievement. It is a journey. Jesus finds us where we are. He found the fishermen where they were. He finds people all the time along the road, in their homes, at work, finds them where they are and loves us as we are and invites us to follow him, willing to be changed, willing to be transformed, willing to live into the potential that we, in which we are created as we are created in the image of God. Jesus invites us to join him on this adventure. And it's not really about the physical way of following Jesus, it's about the relational way, the spiritual way of following, not the road that Jesus walked on, but the life that Jesus lived. Think about how Jesus lived unencumbered, but always willing to be present to whomever God put in his path. Think about the relationships that Jesus had with his closest friends and with anyone whom he encountered. Think about what Jesus demonstrated were his priorities. It's really about relationship, his relationship with God and his relationship with others and our relationship with him. Following Jesus is about walking as he walked in God's will and in God's way, which means giving up our own will and our own way. Jesus' way, if you read through the Gospels, is love. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So simple and so basic and yet so profound and so hard. The Jewish people expected their Messiah to come with military might and force and power. And Jesus came with love. In that culture where status and position were important, and in our culture where status and position are important, Jesus chooses the least and the last and the lost. Jesus loves the unlovable and touches the untouchable and and reaches out to the unreachable. Jesus eats with sinners and talks with outcasts and welcomes children and feeds the hungry. Jesus loves, humble and forgiving and compassionate and servant hearted and feet washing love, in which right relationship is more important than being right. This is what we learn and we live when we deny ourselves and follow Jesus. It's costly to follow Jesus for sure, but the cost of following Jesus will never be more than what we gain. And following Jesus, what we gain is life. If we give up our life, we get life, abundant an eternal life. You know, the things we follow in this world, people or groups or ideas or institutions or uh, things that that we follow in this life, they they can be energizing and encouraging of us and they give us a place to fit in. But these things always are going to change. The only place (laughs) for us to have real life and abundant life and eternal life where we can belong because of who we are and who God is, is in this relationship with Jesus. As we follow Jesus, all the things that we follow in this world, they can enhance our relationship with Jesus, but they can never be a substitute for our relationship with Jesus. Jesus says, follow me. And I wonder if we will. Jesus says, follow me, and I wonder who I need to forgive. And I wonder from whom I need to ask forgiveness. Jesus says, follow me, and I wonder what I need to let go of. What do I need to leave behind? What needs to change in my attitude, in my heart? Jesus says, follow me, and I wonder who needs me to extend grace. I wonder how I need to demonstrate compassion. Jesus says, follow me. And I wonder where I need to wash someone else's feet. I wonder where I need to be a peacemaker. I wonder where I need to trust God more. Jesus says, follow me. And I wonder in my everyday life, where do I need to love? There's always gonna be a reason there will always be a reason for us not to follow Jesus or to try to delay following Jesus. Maybe the, the best news of the good news is that Jesus never gives up on us. Jesus will ask us every day, follow me. And every day we get to choose. I wonder if we will. Let's pray. Lord, as we enter in the season of Lent and as we really offer ourselves to look at our lives and how we live them, our lives in relationship and in work, at home, the things that we enjoy doing, as we look at all of the, the people and the ideas and the, the things that we, that we follow Lord, help us be mindful that those things in this world can never be a substitute for us following you. And help us risk following you, knowing that in your great love for us, following you is an adventure and a journey. It is not with the intent of us being downcast or being discouraged or not having any fun. It really is about freedom. and the greatest fun of being able to be in right relationship with you and in right right relationship with one another. So we pray that you would help us see where it is that we put up an excuse for following you, that we would hear your love and your encouragement, your compassion and your kindness reminding us that there's no excuse we can give that really is worth anything, that you're going to continue to pursue us for as long as it takes for us to say, yes, I will follow you. Wherever you lead me, I will follow you. So may it be so in our lives this week that when we hear you call, we would willingly go and we would willingly leave behind whatever it is we need to in order to be made more like you in the journey. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.